0: Thank you for joining us, and remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Let's do this. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Hearts and Stripes podcast. This is your host, Brie Carroll, here with another episode and another Heart to Heart. Today, we are talking all about therapy and what it looks like to um, get service from someone that operates a private practice, as opposed to your more traditional TRICARE referral um, therapy counselors. So without further ado, I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. Okay, everyone. I am really excited for today's conversation. Um, As you know, in previous episodes, we really, really want to put a heavy focus on um, getting the care that we need and that it doesn't have to look a particular type of way. So I'm really excited to welcome to the show Sultana, who is going to share a little bit more about her male marriage story and her practice. So say hello to everyone and share a little bit about who you are in your mill marriage story um so hi everyone my name is
1: sultana um so i am a military military and law enforcement spouse um so we kind of so my husband's an army reservist so we kind of go in between the military life and civilian life very frequently and when deployments happen we're all military <laughs> yes <laughs> Um, I've been with my spouse for 16 years we've been married for seven and during that time he's been in the military for about 10 years Um, so I experienced multiple drills deployments annual training all the different things Um, which makes it a little bit unique as a reservist wife I don't have I'm not PCSing different places yeah Um, I'm constantly in my area which helps to an extent um because like being a reservist spouse like i'm not connected to a military installation so i don't have those supports readily there because people who deploy with my spouse are all over right (laughs) like this currently my spouse is during a deployment right now so we're in a deployment season and the people that he deployed with, I didn't know their spouses or anything until we went to Yellow Ribbon event. And I got to know him a right. little bit, but yeah. that was the only time. And we have not had any interactions since then,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> which makes it difficult because everybody's kind of like all over. Absolutely. And thank you. And shout out to all my reserve family out there. Um, we love to, to highlight the differences of like, each branch and each way that is served, but you're absolutely right. I agree. I don't think there's enough support on the reserve side because you are in that awkward position where it's like, yes, we are serving, we're military families, but you don't have the same type of community or support Mm -hmm. or like proximity even right to the people who you're serving (laughs) alongside, which is a whole nother challenge in and of itself. And then thank you for having that dual service because um, as a first responder family, I know personally I work alongside the Tay and Chris Kyle Foundation a lot of times, and they serve um, first responders. And there are unique challenges to that side of things as well. So you are where like you're it's a (laughs) a whirlwind over here. It's a whole lot, but we appreciate um, your perspective and um, share a little bit more about what you do and how you bring that unique perspective into how you serve.
1: Yeah, so I am a psychotherapist in private practice. My private practice is called For Your services. Services. Um, I have two specific niches. So one is perinatal mental health. So I help people transition from uh, parenthood and motherhood any mood and anxiety disorders that may come up, any challenges, whether it's infertility, they had a miscarriage, or maybe they're contemplating abortion and trying to work that out together, or just experiencing depression, anxiety, PTSD, or just the transition, even if after birth, and maybe they had a bad birthing experience in the hospital or wherever they birth, or babies in the NICU, and that causes another level of the stress for not only the person who gave birth but also their their relationship with their partner and then now the relationship with baby it's so it's multi-dimensional
0: it is, <laughs> and that <it> is.
1: <laughs> yeah and then coming home and being parents and how do we um co-parent baby and all the things of their own childhood comes mm. up their own expectation of what roles a person should have and we're navigating those aspects and how do we work together to raise this child
0: yeah yeah and then yeah that that's a lot right there in and of (laughs) itself yeah yeah and and I love that you even brought in that sometimes you're working through past traumas from their childhood and how They can help get tools, the tools that they need to kind of work through that with their child as they step into the role as parents. I think that's, that's incredible. So thank you for the work that you do there. Cause that's, that's really, it's really difficult to do. let take it outside of the military community even, right? That's really difficult to do in a regular civilian day-to-day type of role. And then you add these layers of complexity where I know um, a lot of um, spouses that I serve alongside who advocate for infertility issues and um, Mm -hmm. the support that is lacking um, in the military Military, community. Yes, yes. It's it's Lack of
1: providers that actually understand the nuances of the parenthood, the perinatal period and military. Yes. It's it's slim. I'm one yes. of those. So,
0: and be- I'm grateful, so grateful because <laughs> I think someone who's listening to this episode or a friend will refer to someone who is in that situation. Um, yeah. We don't want you to be a best kept secret. Like we mm, need people no. to know that you are there because that is a lot, that is a very, very heavy weight to carry as you're trying to navigate a family as you are trying to navigate service and then the things that just come up, especially, I know I had situations where after birth, I found myself in postpartum depression States, but I wasn't, I wasn't aware of these things. Like I, It was a lot going on and during a deployment, right? So there are so many different layers and I'm grateful that you are one of those people who have the understanding. Cause I think that's the hard part when it comes to our community, there are amazing service providers and we never want to take anything away from those who do serve in these unique niches, but it is so much more value there. When you have that provider who has the understanding of service life and helps you navigate what going to or getting to a a new normal or Mm -hmm. um, a positive state looks like when Mm -hmm. you have that understanding. Can you share a little bit about like some of the challenges that you often see come up in whether it be your service community, um, members that you serve, or just other clients that you serve? What are some common challenges that you help them work through? Um, so I help
1: so a lot. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure much the niche that I kind of talked about. and the other mm-hmm. piece of that is the other niche is I also work in trauma. Mm-hmm. So I see clients who may not be in the perinatal period or or in the perinatal period um, who's experienced childhood trauma and they're re-experiencing it in their relationships with others or mm-hmm. when they're trying to get into relationship or in a personal relationship. Um, domestic and sexual violence um, and grief so whether Mm. it's a loss of a family member a loss of identity the transition especially when we talk about service members the transition from military life to civilian world it's very vast and it's like you lose a part of yourself in that um there's just a lot of challenges challenges with communication yes yeah, especially if absolutely. we're talking about parenting and going through the pregnancy postpartum period, um, understanding nuances that happens. So when people think of like pregnancy, they often think, "Oh, it's just hormones." No, it's like a mm-hmm. whole. It's the identity of the person is transitioning to a new role. They're losing parts of who they were yeah. as they go into this new role.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, expectations that they may have about parenting, about who, what they should be doing, shoulds. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the shoulds, all we, the and shoulds. We, <laughs> Yes, and we talk about the shoulds because like the shoulds is a cognitive distortion that we all at some point can display and those shoulds get in the way of us doing things that we need to do or being able to function.
0: Yeah yeah that's really challenging mental
1: health yes there's so many different things that I I help clients who are facing different struggles with their daily functioning
0: yeah and I I love this I love the side of work that is dealing with uh this new chapter this new season. Um, Mm -hmm. as it relates to becoming a parent or opting to not or um, that whole side of it. But I don't want to overlook because oftentimes people think like, oh, hearts and stripes and military marriage day, you are just so pro-marriage. I do not want to skip over the important portion that you also help when it is a um, domestic violence, abuse, Mm -hmm. traumatic situation Um, I'm excited that you are a resource in that area, because one of the things that we want to communicate advocacy for is strong military marriages. We are not pro just stay married. No, we want you to be in healthy, sustainable, thriving relationships. And I think having the uncomfortable conversation of what does it look like when you realize that you are in an abusive relationship? What does it look like when you are unpacking and trying to make a plan and even recovering from uh, a a relationship that was very harmful mentally, physically, um, emotionally? I I think it's really important to highlight that portion of uh, what you do and how you serve, because I think you can really be an important um, resource for those couples as well. So. Thank you for that. What does that look like in the military space though? I mean, I'm a little, these are uncharted territories here, but like, what does does that look like from a working through traumas? Do do you see a lot of support on the military side from a, um, if they, if a whoever member, whatever member, we're not going to assume active duty or spouse, right? Whatever partner in the relationship finds themselves in a unhealthy relationship and it is abusive. Do you see that there is support for both sides or how does that look in, in our military community today?
1: Um, it seems like there is support for both. Um, I think there's also like a lack of providers in providing Mm -hmm. that type of support, uh, which is important that they can utilize the civilian sector to be able to Get the support because there's a lot of us who are trained in domestic and sexual violence to help can help person to heal and recover and identify like what is a healthy relationship because oftentimes people don't know what that is right. because they didn't have that growing up and their models were in the same relationship that they're in right now.
0: Very true. So how Very do they true. break
1: the cycle if they're not aware?
0: Mm-hmm. I, I think that's really good, especially in the part when you talk about leaning on. Um, providers that may be outside of your network or outside of your traditional form of insurance, which TriCare okay, um, yep. primarily is what we utilize, right? But um as I mentioned, I don't I think maybe before we actually started this interview, I have personally come out of pocket to pay for the providers and the care that I felt was necessary to me. And I'm excited to have you come on to talk a little bit about that, because I think that is a misconception in our community that we should just receive the care that is free and available to us, as opposed to seeking out um, the providers that are the better fit and the best fit for our overall care, share a little bit about your uh, journey of navigating that and in any education that you think would be beneficial for our listeners to hear.
1: Um, so with finding a therapist, I always say like, you have to interview your therapist. Mm. Um, it's, I kind of refer to like blind, like you're dating, like you will date a whole bunch of people and find the right fit. And this is the same way with your therapist. If yes. you initially have a a session with a therapist or do a consultation with them, and they're not the right fit for you, or you just don't feel like they you can connect with them, you can trust them, they're not the right person, mm-hmm. and then continue to find that person, even if it's outside the military system. I know, like, we rely on TRICARE. Yes. <laughs> and some, for some of us, it's free. Some of us, it's not, depending on where in the system you are in. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> And I can I can definitely relate with being reservist. We have to pay, and now as my spouse is deployed, now we don't have to pay for Tricare, mm, but that's it's a different good perspective. version of Tricare. Yep.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the changes that essentially just occurs with that of like going from like I went from Tricare Select to now I have Tricare Prime, and the access of services are very different, different mm. avenue of doing it. Like with Prime, you have to have like referral for certain things. Or if you want to see an outside provider, you have to have a referral. <laughs> Versus like when I had Tricare Select, I, can, I can't I can necessarily use the military services unless it was like oh. absolutely necessary. Yeah, yeah. However, I can have a variety of providers who accept Tricare and I can see them that are civilian providers.
0: Gotcha. Um, so
1: going back to your question, <laughs> I kind of went on a rant.
0: No, you're good. No, that was good information, especially for, for those who are new entering the the military, because oftentimes I think about like, if you are new to all of this, like you just yes. said, I do, you are just walking in. A lot of people assume my TRICARE coverage is the same, whether I'm reserve guard, active duty, and that's not the case. And I think it's really important to, that you broke that down to share Like even on the reserve side, when you are doing a deployment, the type of care that you receive and the process looks very different as as it does when you are just in your reserve status. And I think that's another reason, if I can just be pro um, private (laughs) sector for a little bit, but that is another reason why I find it uh, important from a healthcare perspective, but also from a financial perspective. So budget and think out what is the best care for you and how yep. can you get consistency with care? Cause I know oftentimes, um, um, when I seek out, whether it be my therapist or if I get any coaching or things like that, I want a level of consistency there so that we can walk through, I can get the tools We can circle back on items that I maybe needed to do after a session, right? I want that consistency. And I think looking into options that may have an out-of-pocket cost or maybe more private practice in nature are really important. And it's an underutilized resource for our service community.
1: I agree 100%. So for me, in my private practice, I'm considered a non-network certified TRICARE provider because I want to serve the community, but there are some barriers that's within the TRICARE system that I just don't agree with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that oh. from several providers. So <laughs> you are not alone in that. There are other military spouses yes. who um, serve in a similar capacity um, as you, and they, have, they all have the same um, either barrier to entry or concerns yep. as it relates yep. to how they can show up and be a provider. So thank you for navigating those challenges and still being willing to serve. Because like I said, yes. because of people like you who stand um, in the gap and, and share and help our service families and other clients that you serve work through these nuances, these challenges, these big things, they can show up a lot differently as they serve and in, within their family unit because you offer that private option as opposed to just looking at that barrier and saying, oh, I can't, you know, I can't serve sure. in this way because um, I, I'm not fully covered under TRICARE as a provider. So thank you for that as well. Is there any other um Big thoughts, idea, tip, or even lesson learned that you would want to share with uh, our service couples as it relates to navigating trauma, um, or or any of the the tools that you help equip couples with.
1: There's so many. (laughs) Look, you can give me your top three if you can. Okay, okay. okay. (laughs) I'll, I'll narrow it down. Okay, the first one is communication. So a lot of people who do come see me, they're like. I've struggled with communication problems. And it's not so much the communication, it's how you um, tell your partner what your needs and wants are Mm -hmm. um, and have in them listening and understanding what those are and you guys working together to understand each other's needs and wants.
0: And Mm -hmm. I didn't like,
1: for example, I have a client who was like, oh, well, um, I tell my spouse like all these different things, and then he just automatically goes and fix it. It's like, did you ask him? Do you did you ask him if you wanted him to listen or to help you solve the problem? Mm-hmm. There's they a didn't difference. identify that. Yeah. That's so now it's like identify. like tell them in the beginning. I need you just to listen. I'm gonna tell you all the things that are happening. I want you to be focused, pay attention. I'm going to check in, like, and make sure that you agree with what I'm saying, and then keep on going
0: Mm -hmm. versus
1: like, I need help with, I'm going to tell you this problem. I need your help to just problem solve or brainstorm different ways that I can do this.
0: Yeah. I love that. Communication is a big, it's one of my favorite things to discuss here. So I love that that was your first um, thought is, is communication. I think that's a great place to start. What else would you say as you narrow down the tools that uh, we should be. I'll say one more. (laughs) Yeah, I love it.
1: (laughs) Um, So the last one I would say is taking initiative in your relationship. Because oftentimes when people transition from like the dating life and then they get married, all the things that they did before kind of like goes away. Like, so we don't go on dates. Mm. You don't tell me like you love me or give me affection or really speak to you like their love language like they did before. Yeah. Go back to the same thing. You're still, even though you're married, doesn't mean that you have to stop doing all the, those nice things to for your partner. And it goes yeah. both ways. It, it should not be one person is always planning the dates. You should be taking turns, planning the dates and know what your partner likes (laughs) in that. Like don't schedule something (laughs) like your partner's like, I want quality
0: time and you go to the movie theaters. Like, come on, that's not quality time. That's what we
1: all sit on the screen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And I think, I love that you uh, bring that up because it makes me think of like a reoccurring theme with um, how, we get so far removed from what worked previously and it's okay to go back to basics, right? Communication. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's not a complex thing, Like, but go back to basics, yep. Yep. Um, how you connect, going back to basics. And I love that you also bring that up with the work that you do, because oftentimes between communication and ensuring that you have a strong foundation in your connection, in your relationship that better helps you navigate those harder, big things like the trauma, like the depression, like, Mm -hmm. uh, the, these responses that you have as you navigate, um, parenting, like it's, it's a lot of different things, but those two, I agree. Those are really two big things that should be at the focal point and we can always continue to work on, which is why I love continuing to have these conversations. I mean, it just reiterates that the work is never finished. Uh, Couples have never arrived, right? There's no one in Everybody's still
1: growing and developing as you're developing your relationship.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I love that because it's it's something to look forward to um, and aspire towards as you continue this military journey, Um, whatever that looks like for you and your spouse, it's a growth opportunity. And there's always little opportunities to improve with communication and connection and getting back to. Um, like you said, speaking one another's love languages, which changes over time too. Um, so yes,
1: it does. tapping yes. in
0: and making sure that you're still pouring into that person in the way that they are receiving. So yeah. I love that. Thank you so much. I love those two, so those two, those <laughs> two tips. That was really good. And I'm really excited, um, because you will be one of the providers that are highlighted in the military marriage day app. For those who are unaware, Military Marriage Day is more than just a celebration that happens on August the 14th. We're really excited um, to provide the Military Marriage Day app free of charge. Our service members and families can go to the app. You can search in our hub and you can find providers like sultana if something that she said resonated with you and you're like hey i would love to reach out set up an inquiry or an appointment to see if we would be a good fit like she said date the person ask questions um how can people connect with you even outside of the app i would love for you to share um, how people can follow what you're doing and hear more about what you do
1: um, so first you can go on my website at Um, You can also follow me on Facebook and Instagram at
0: Kareem Counseling. I love that. Um, and all of that will be linked in the show notes and on the Military Marriage Day app. So before I let you go, I love to ask this question to all of our guests, and it is, what is the heart track for this episode? For those who are longtime listeners, um, you know that our heart tracks are really like the theme song, if you will, for the episode. It's a way for you to go to your playlist, play the songs, and let that be a reminder of the conversations that we had here on the podcast. So since our guest is in the hot seat, <laughs> yes, I kind of what? (laughs) (laughs) is our heart track for this episode oh so this one was a hard one I was like what song
1: do I want to play um and I did finally decide all of me by John Ledger I was like oh it's so good that's a good one (laughs) it is (laughs) a good one (laughs) and it makes me cry every single time I hear it I'm like oh my gosh but it's like when we talk about our health and wellness it's all of us all aspects of us even yeah. the parts that we, like, repress, it, the, whether it's trauma or what I have you, it's all of us. And having someone else love
0: us for who we are, it's important. Yeah, I love that. John Legend, thank you for being the hard mm-hmm. track for yes. this particular episode. Thank you, thank you for... Um, being here on the episode, but also just for for serving this community. Thank you for serving in the first responder role and as a military family. Yes. We're excited to continue to cheer for you and your family. Um, and, and I'm excited for the couples who come and work with you. I'm excited for the breakthroughs that are other on the other side of those um, consultations. And it's gonna be, it's gonna be really exciting. So thank you for being one of our providers in the Military Marriage State app. Again, guys, you can go to Google Play or your Apple podcast or not podcast, the Apple um, app store, and you can download the Military Marriage Day app. And for more on Hearts and Stripes podcast or Military Marriage Day, you can head to www.militarymarriageday.com. So that is it for this episode of Hearts and Stripes, and we'll be back with another Heart to Heart soon. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. This is Hearts and Stripes. We are the few, the proud, that aim high and are forged by love. Always ready, always there. We are Mill Marriage Strong.